What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from Aftershocks TV and the Classic Metal Show. And I just want to tell you that if you want to support any one of the shows, any one of the stations, anything that we're doing over here at the CMS Network, then you need to be a subscriber over at Subscribestar. That's right. The website is on the bottom here, subscribestar.com slash CMSPN. Just go over there, pick a tier that fits you, whether it's the $2, $5, or $7 tier. None of it's too expensive. We give you lots of bonus footage. We give you lots of advanced viewing, advanced uh, listening. We we go out of our way to make that our primary place for social interactions. So if you want to chat with us over there, that is the coolest place to do it. So sign up today, all right? CMSPN's very own subscribe star. It's just like Patreon, three tiers. You get charged once a month the, at the tier level that you want. You get all the goodies for that month. So check it out. It is subscribestar.com slash CMSPN. Sign up today, please. CMS Music with Chris Aiken right here on Heavy Metal Television. And joining us today to talk about a brand new band, brand new song, and uh, probably introduce you to something you haven't heard yet, is uh, the vocalist Lucas Esterline of the band Air. So, Lucas, how are you, man? Good. How's it going? Uh, it's going good, man. And I got to admit, man, a couple weeks ago, I didn't know anything about your band. To be honest, I really still don't know anything about it except that you have a kick-ass single, man. It's first first taste is always important with a with a new band, and uh, you guys are solid, man. I I love the energy and uh, and you know, smoke them if you got them. It's just a cool song. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, um, we're stoked. We've been sitting on some of this music for a while, getting everything you know ready to to launch, and we're stoked to finally have it out and. It's on all streaming platforms. There's a video out. We may have a lyric video coming out soon too. So, very cool, man. Well, I'll tell you what, Lucas. Why don't we Why don't we start by getting a brief history of the band so that people <clears throat> at least know who you are and where you are and how you came to be. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, early uh, 2020, uh, just prior to the pandemic, I uh, gave Taylor Wood Taylor Blake a call. Um, he was in a band called Koya Hill. I was in a band called The Turbos at the time. Gave him a call. I wanted to start singing and just be a front man rather than <clears throat> play lead guitar. Uh, so we started uh, talking, and his other guitar player, Casey Lane from Koya Hill, got him on board. Uh, we started writing songs. Uh, I got Ja Ri, uh, the drummer for The Turbos, on board as well. And uh, we started writing songs, and then the pandemic hit. Right. So uh, we were kind of like, you know, there's everybody was uh quarantining and sitting at home and we just started writing and writing and writing and writing like crazy and uh we wrote like probably 50 songs and uh that's kind of how it all started we had maybe one practice as a group before uh the pandemic hit and then we were kind of wow. all isolated for a minute right. but yeah it's uh essentially three uh columbus uh local bands we kind of formed a little super group with different members sure and, and you know Columbus is one. I'm I'm up here near Cleveland, so mm -hmm. you know I, I'm certainly familiar with the, with Columbus's area and Columbus's scene. And it does seem like right now there is a pretty decent scene. I mean, there's the 
I forget what they're called now, but they were black coffee, you know, that uh, South of Eden. Yep. South of Eden yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there, there are bands that are coming out of Columbus and that harkens back to maybe like the nineties when there were a few bands that came out of Columbus as well. Seems like the scene maybe dipped for a little bit and, and came back again. No. Uh, yeah, it may have. Um, I don't know many of the bands that out of the nineties that came out of Columbus sure. wasn't really around in the scene then, but, um, sure. The scene's always been strong. There's a lot of good local music. There's a lot of good art in general uh, in, in all forms, whether it's, you know, poetry, uh, burlesque, uh, comedy, uh, music. There's there's a lot of really good uh, artists in Columbus. Sure. Do you think that that's because of the college or do you think it's because of, you know, maybe like Rock on the Range comes through there every year? And, you know, there's there's a lot of artistic things that happen in that zone. There are, I'm sure campus has something to do with it. Ohio State's a huge, a huge school. Um, I think Columbus is just a big city. It's like 13th or 14th uh, biggest in the in the country. Sure. And uh, it's kind of in a middle ground. You know, you're six hours from like Nashville, Chicago, some of these bigger cities. You're kind of just in the in the middle of it there. Um, so. Sure. Definitely, man. Well, dude, the piece that you left out of the story of air so far is that for a brand new, and I do mean brand new baby band, you caught, you caught the eyes and ears of a very big name with uh, Stephen Perkins from Jane's addiction. You know, how, how does a band that really doesn't have history catch a guy that's trying to launch a new label and, and get his attention? I would say that has to be uh, our management team at FM Music Management. Um, our manager Tim, uh, he works his his ass off for us, and he heard the single, uh, some of our demos early on, and believed in it, and um, you know started pushing it through different avenues. And um, we got lucky to land Stephen Perkins. You know he, he really loves the music. We've had a few conversations, and um, yeah, I did leave that part out. It's kind of like the newest thing. We just announced that as well, signing okay. with Perkins Palace Records. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, the whole team, man. Everybody works the, their asses off uh, trying to trying to get this thing going. Sure. Now, now, being the first signee, and, and I'll give you an uh, an apples to apples correlation. Being the first signee is dangerous sometimes, and and the one I'll point to is. There was a band in the '90s called Some um, Sy- Systematic mm-hmm. that was um, that was Lars Ulrich's first signing on his label that he had at the time. And obviously, you probably don't remember the band. So mm-hmm. you know, you know, that's the. I'm that, about to hit Google real quick. Yeah, exactly. That's the that is the um, the danger of it is sometimes the big name people are looking for the clone of the big name. And when they don't get it, that's that's dangerous. So do, for you, I mean, obviously, you guys do not sound like Jane's Addiction. At least no. the song I've heard doesn't. Mm. doesn't and I'm assuming the rest doesn't. But do you feel pressure being the first one because it's going to come in off of somebody else's reputation is going to be the first thing people compare you to? Uh, that's a great question. I think initially there's some pressure, some pressure there, but. Um, at, at the end of the day, he, he likes what we're doing. He likes like our mid, uh, you know, the Midwest grind kind of that we have the angst that we have coming out of the Midwest. And, um, it's a very different thing than I think what he's seeing in LA right now. Sure. So we, I think we came across his desk and he just saw some, you know, Midwest boys who were really, really fucking going for it. So, right. um, 
uh, pressure's there, but, um, you know, pressure makes diamonds, man. We're, <laughs> we're ready to go. You know what I mean? We, we really want this. So, um, yeah, sure, I mean, so there it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, tell me about the first single that you've shared with people. Smoke them. If you got them, it's a cool tune. It's a great video. It's a, it's, and it really kind of gives that first impression. I, I'll just tell you my first impression. You can tell me I'm full of shit if that's indeed the case. But my first impression was you take all of the bands that are part of this new wave of rock, the Dirty Honeys and Joyous Wolf and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, pick your poison. And you give it a little bit more of that Guns N' Roses or Nirvana ferocity to it. It definitely, Oh, that's great. I love it, hearing it that way that's the way i picture it mm-hmm. i'm it's like you just said i'm assuming that's the way you want it to be perceived so talk a little bit about this song and you know why it was chosen to be the first first thing you shared with most of us it's our lead off it's our lead off on our a lot of our sets when we play depending on where we're playing um and uh yes i mean i, I like the way you described it. it's often hard for me to describe the music describe certain songs sometimes um like from an outside perspective, but sure. yeah, I, I would just say um, there is that angst. There's this kind of um, with that song, this pent up aggression where uh, we were going through quarantine when it was written, it was like the pandemic. There's a lot of hap- stuff happening with the Trump presidency. There was just so much going on at that time. And I think that song kind of captures just, the angst of a lot of people that I knew and just, I think a lot of people in the country of, you know, what the hell's going on. Sure. And I think we kind of bottled that up and put it in like a little, you know, a little banger. It's only like two minutes and like two seconds long or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it kind of goes fast. Yeah. It's explosive. It's, it's like right in your face, you know? Yeah. We like coming out with that just because it kind of gives you a, a, a good energy. Like it's a good energy right at the beginning. And we have some other songs that might hit in a different, Okay, that might hit you a little different, more alt Rocky, but, um, this one, we really wanted to come out and kind of, you know, kick you in the teeth and bang here, here we are, you know? Sure. Now, now Lucas, one of the things that really struck me reading you guys press was the fact that, as a band that really is brand new. And I mean, you got to admit, even now you guys, you guys are still learning each other, let alone how to make music together. Mm -hmm. That had to be incredibly difficult to grow as a band during the pandemic. You know, I mean, yeah, I guess you could potentially get four or five guys in a room and do something, but there was always that, well, maybe somebody will get sick or maybe, you know, especially a year ago, a year ago, nobody, wasn't like now where it's like, well, everybody's had their shot, so it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very, very much like, well, do we roll the dice to get together for dinner? You know? Yeah, so, we it, we but, would get yeah, we would get together and we would um, you know, if someone got sick or whatever, we would, you know, stay away from each other. But uh we would do a lot of writing through this app called Spire. You can do eight tracks and just send right. it back and forth. We'd throw our, you know, throw our I throw lyrics or vocals on a song that Taylor was writing or vice versa. And we would pass everything around and work on it all together. Um, The chemistry kind of uh, what helps was I was in a band with Jari, our drummer and Taylor was in a band with the other guitarist, Casey. So like there was already that chemistry between the guitars and then between me and the drums. So it was more of a matter of getting, you know, bigger pieces to gel. Sure. But, it happened fast, man. We just, we all gelled real fast. So. Sure. 
Do you, do you think, and, and obviously there's no way to know this yet, but a year and a half from now, and I know I'm stretching, haven't even put out a record yet, but a year and a half from it's now, coming. you know, when you go for record number two, do you think that you might have an entirely new vibe or not, not entirely new, but mm. a very much different vibe because you'll have finally got to spend a year and a half really knowing each other and really being a band. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we're getting tighter. We're getting better at writing as a unit in the same room rather than just like a singular songwriter, maybe giving everybody kind of the piece and then we, we go or like two guys giving the whole band the piece and we go, we're starting to write some songs together. Um, as a group, like live as it's happening. And also we're starting mm -hmm. to work with some, some industry guys like Zach Malloy in Nashville, uh, writing some tunes here and there um, when, when we can. So we're working with some industry cats as well to kind of really, really sharpen up our sound. And, you know, the more you play, there's that 10,000 hour uh, rule where, yeah. So the more you play, the tighter you get. So I'm really excited that I'm excited to hit the road at some point, hopefully next year and uh, really tighten up all those screws. No question, man. Now, you know, with, with being, I'm going to swing back to being the first signee on um, Perkins Palace, how hands-on, if at all, is is Stephen Perkins? Does he does he put his hand in and say, well, maybe you should, I don't know, double track this chor chorus vocal here or do something with the guitars? Or, does, or is he really confident enough with you guys to just leave you completely alone and let you do your thing? That's a great question. Um, most of the music was recorded, uh, if not all of it was recorded before um, he kind of got involved, but he loved okay. the sound. So at this point, though, if he hears something that he wants adjusted, we're still <clears throat> with a few of the songs coming up, a few of the singles that we're still, you know, tweaking. Uh, if he has an idea or something, we'll send it to Jacob Mooney. Uh, he's the guy that uh, we recorded with here okay. in Columbus, uh, Mooney Recording. Shout out, Jacob. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, between him and then we map we we have it mastered. Uh I'm gonna mess up his name, so I'm not even gonna try it right now. But uh yeah, uh even now he kind of will be listening to the tracks all the time. Okay. Um all there's eight of them, I believe, and uh he'll send, you know, ideas over and let's try this. Um so as and as far as like the music videos go, album artwork, uh direction of like, you know. Uh, our look and stuff like that he is very hands-in in those kind of ideas but it's never a like you need to do this it's like always brainstorming and here's some stuff that we used to do or how do you guys feel about this so he's hands-in but he's also like more of a creative mind and steven when you talk to him he's kind of like a firecracker man he's like oh yeah going 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 and uh i, I love that about him it, it it's it's kind of like how i am when we get on a when i get on a creative spell so right yeah you, you know what's interesting i've interviewed steven once or twice myself and and really i've interviewed most of the guys from jane's mm -hmm. uh, you know back in the day because i'm old but <laughs> but um but you know what's what's really interesting all of those guys are like that mm -hmm. which always made me think it must be hell to be in a band with all those guys because they're all you know perry farrell's obviously a million miles a minute steven's mm -hmm. a million miles a minute the only one that doesn't come off that way was navarro but yet his his importance is is that way where he yeah he has a zillion ideas so i he always certainly plays he plays he plays like it <clears throat> yeah I just we just always... got to see him at uh louder than life uh perkins okay. had us down as his guest uh in louisville and man, their their show that they still 
got yeah. every single bit of it, man. They they blew me away. I was crowd surfing up to the front <laughs> and uh, going crazy. Got dropped on my head, but man, yeah, their live show is still yeah, still amazing. energetic as hell. So. Dude, and it's such a weird, like, I'll tell you straight up, I'm not the biggest Janes fan in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I like nothing shocking like everybody does. And, yeah. and I liked Ritual because that mm-hmm. was on the radio all over the place. And so we got to know those songs. But other than that, wasn't a huge fan. But I will tell you, see them live, that's a different experience. It's it's one of the most intense bands you'll ever see. Oh, yeah, they're intense. And uh, Perry, Perry's still, like, you would think, you know, as you get a little older, it's hard to sing like that. You see a lot of these artists from the 80s and 90s now doing uh, tours and doing big shows. And some of them, some of them just can't quite do what they used to be able to do. Sure. He, he has every, Perry has every single bit of that still. It seems like none of them has slowed down a, a bit. But yeah, uh, same, like I'm the same. I listened to Jane's, but I was never like, uh, you know, deep diving into a bunch of their discographies and stuff yeah. like that. So since this has happened, I've been going through everything and listening to as much as possible. Um, and there, there's a lot of lot of good music in sure. there if you try to unpack it all. So Right. Well, it, 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 the thing with that, I don't want to turn this into a James discussion, but yeah, yeah. It, it obviously was so different than everything else that was out. And that's that's what I think made them a harder band to grab. The same with Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. another band that came out same time and you know either got it or you didn't because it was so different from everything else but Mm -hmm. you know when when you see that and you see that and you're tied to that does that give you inspiration of what you want to do as far as kind of separating yourself from the pack yeah and like we're doing things that we come to find out that they were doing you know um here in perkins stories uh that they were doing in la doing uh, parties at their practice space uh, where they have a bunch of their friends come out and it's kind of like the late night hangout. We're doing a lot of similar things that, that they did, um, you know, back in the day. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I would say yes. Sure. Now, now you mentioned that there's going to be eight songs is, are you releasing this as an album or are you doing it the new way where you do a single video, single video for a year or what, what are you planning? Um, I, you know what, that's in, that's in the team's hands right now. I believe if, uh, I don't want to speak, speak too soon or say something I shouldn't, but I believe we're going to do a, a full album by next year sometime. Uh, we'll probably drop it beginning of second quarter sometime. So we'll have a few singles and then eventually we'll drop, drop the whole thing. Um, but all that's still in the planning stage a little bit. You know, we've got probably two, three more singles lined up that we're working on. So, um, it's my first time, you know, working sure. at, at this level. It's at a much higher level when you're you're working with, you know, a management team and people like Stephen Perkins. And so uh, we're, we're really relying on teamwork to get the best possible out of, right. out of everything. Sure. Now, you know, I'm going to be straight and I know you'll be straight back here. It sucks once you do this, once you first get going, not getting not not getting signed and not getting, mm-hmm. you know, a deal or whatever, but as a local musician you're used to just okay here's a song it's done boom put it right in your friends friends and fans hands sitting on this stuff now for you has oh to be driving you nuts just sitting waiting yes. waiting six weeks two months three months six months sometimes before something mm. comes out oh we did longer man and you hit the nail on the head and if you think about it we recorded some of this stuff and then uh shopped it and sent it to i sent it to my buddy tim who's our manager 
he liked it. And then, you know, it's been a whole process going down the line. So um, it's, it's definitely way different. And you hit the nail on the head, but the, it's not a local thing. You know, we're um, trying to go past that and shoot right into, you know, the, the big leagues. It sounds silly, but, you know, a lot of bands do just kind of uh, record a song and then, a week or two later, once they like get it all completed, they'll do a quick little video and they just drop it on Facebook or wherever mm -hmm. and say, Hey, it's out. And it's like, man, I didn't, that's what my old bands did. I didn't realize there are so many moving parts behind doing it like properly. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to do. Musicians aren't always good at the business side of stuff. Right. And like the, this side, you know, we're creatives. So uh, seeing how that all operates and uh, learning how it operates has been uh, pretty crazy. Sure. You know, I, I always equate it to trying to tell a mother of a brand new baby not to send pictures out for six months. You know, yeah. it, it's 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 damn near impossible because in your mind, it's all you care about at the time. You're just, mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're excited. You're pumped. You you want to get it out there. You want to play it, but you don't want to play it to a room that's staring at you either. You want to play it to a room that's singing the songs back to you or has the has the same mm -hmm. energy. And you're just like how fucking long do I got to wait? You know? <laughs> now, well, now I know how albums get leaked and shit like that, because like your friends that come, we have friends that come to all of like all of our practices, especially like Friday nights. Sure. Um, we'll be doing dress rehearsals and stuff. And the friends come out and sit and listen. There'll be five to 15 people hanging out, um, just chilling, listening. And those, some of those people did happen to get like a song or something like family members would get a song. Sure. And then it, I'm sure it leaks out from there. You know what I mean? So I'm now I know how shit gets leaked um, uh, accidentally when it comes to like some of these big releases. But um, yeah, it, it's been it's been tough just sitting on it on this stuff and um, doing it, doing it the right way. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. I, I want the whole world to hear everything immediately. But that's, right. you know. Well, and, and but your but your your management is smart enough to know that if the whole world hears it immediately, 99% of the world's going to forget it immediately. As soon as, yeah. they hear, you know, that's the, yep. Got to keep the mystique. Yep. That's the grind that you're on. But mm -hmm. now dude, obviously man, touring has been a straight up nightmare for the last year and a half. Not that you guys have been a band long enough to really get out there and tour, but mm -hmm. it's time. It's definitely time. Yet the touring is still difficult, especially for a, a younger band like you guys, you know, mm -hmm. Two, two shows that are canceled because of COVID could l literally bankrupt the band, you know? Yeah, and it could derail the whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I See, I, my old band, uh, the Turbos, Jari and I, we did the 160 shows, uh, 44 states, and like 33,000 miles in 2019. And that was mostly DIY with like sure. a, an agent. We booked all those ourselves with our agent. And uh, we went all over the country and kind of did it. But now, um, now it's just a whole different it's a whole different scenario. You got different cities with different like mask mandates. If someone on your team gets sick, let alone the team, just the whole bill, if anybody in a band or a merch person or something, yeah. it can derail the whole thing. So it just really takes a lot of uh, uh, just professionalism and uh, everybody, you know, needs to be, uh, needs to be vaccinated and, and, and uh, ready to do like this for their career. Uh, I would say, yeah. it's it's a weird it's a weird area right now it's the music industry is in a weird spot it's like sure. music's coming back and there, there, you see big festivals but you're still seeing uh huge artists uh stopping shows or taking breaks because of 
you know, because the of Delta COVID. variant or yeah, because yeah. of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and you know, it, it's funny. I was, I didn't re- even somebody that does this for a living as I do. I didn't realize how how it could be so so critical on bands until I, I literally did an interview I, I think two weeks ago with um, Tom Hunting of Exodus, mm-hmm. and he start he really broke it down to me. He really talked about the you know the way the club scene is now that if you you know if you miss a couple of gigs you lose this much money and if you have X a bus yep. and, and and if a tour gets canceled you're stuck with 10,000 shirts or 5,000 shirts that all have dates that aren't going to be met so nobody will buy yeah. them so you just lose you know your 10- tour managers staring at the excel sheet and yeah. just freaking out because you you know you missed you know certain budgets here and there yeah i mean we're we're breaking into that we're breaking into that world right now and we're looking at all those and you know i'm i've seen um with names redacted and people redacted, I've seen expense sheets for different levels of touring that we're trying to like uh, get to eventually. And, you know, it's no joke, man. There's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of time and effort involved. And for something as, as um, simple as getting sick to derail it, it it really can. It, It absolutely can. So it's a, it's a weird world. I think it is coming back. Live music is and touring. It's just um, on an artist, there's even more of a precedence to take care of yourself uh, and, and be careful, you know, and mm-hmm. um, wash your freaking hands, wear your mask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. And stay home if you even feel sick a little bit. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Definitely, man. Well, I'll tell you what, Lucas, uh, let's, let's remind people the name of the band is air and the, the single that people can hear right now, if they go to YouTube or any of the platforms is a uh, smoke them. If you got them, I encourage everybody and, and see, this is free. You don't even have to spend any money to find out for yourself if this band is any good or if I'm just talking shit, it's, <laughs> called, it's called smoke them. If you got them, that's the song. It is air a E I R and, um, yes, sir. and Lucas, uh, why don't you tell people where we should send them to, to keep up with, you and the band and tour dates and music as it gets released and all that stuff air underscore official on all platforms except facebook i think it's just air official um you know we got our youtube up and we should be dropping a really cool lyric video soon to go along with the the video that uh that you've seen um and yeah stream it on on all it's on all platforms so just go check it out and uh be ready for the 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 next single the next video it's coming very good man so one more time the name of the band is air a e i r make sure you spell it right and uh lucas thanks so much for joining me here on cms music yeah thank you man appreciate you awesome thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Ninja!